I'm Kara, and welcome to the Purpose Driven Mom podcast. Here at A Purpose Driven Mom, I believe in parenting with intentionality, but remembering the grace that God gives us to make things new every single day. I know that mom life can be hard and stressful, and it sometimes feels out of control, but here at A Purpose Driven Mom, the goal is to help you create systems and routines to just feel less overwhelmed, more in control of your time, your parenting, your life, and have more joy in your home. Mom life is hard enough. Don't do it alone. Welcome to The Purpose Driven Mom Show. Welcome to episode 48 of the Purpose Driven Mom Show. I'm excited that you are back with me today because I'm going to be sharing one of my very favorite topics and things that make me feel so much more in control of my time and productive, and that's my weekend prep checklist. We're going to talk through the things that you can do to have a really productive weekend so that your week is less stressed out. If you ever go into your week without a plan, you will feel frantic. I have gone into my week's with a plan and without, and I can tell you they are drastically different. One of the things that we do in the Purpose Driven Mom Club, which is my monthly membership, the waitlist is open. It actually just closed um, for this quarter, but if you go to a purposedrivenmom.com slash club, you can get on the waitlist for next quarter. It opens again um, four times a year. But one of the things that we do is Sunday planning. Sunday planning, we get on every Sunday evening together, and we do a Facebook Live We're on the Facebook Live, we are going through this system, we are doing a great checklist, and we're making sure that our week is set up. On the weeks that maybe I'm traveling, or if someone's sick, or this weekend prep doesn't happen, I'm going to tell you, I feel really different. I feel stressed out to go into my week, and I start my week feeling behind. This uh, system we're going to talk about today is not just my weekly planning system, but it's the entire weekend planning. So we're going to go even a little bit deeper. Now, I get it. It's the weekend. If you work during the week, you want your time off, you want to relax, but there are some things that you can add into your weekend that will make it feel so much easier. We don't have to spend five hours every Sunday meal prepping to have a successful week. You can do things differently. And I know there are people out there telling you that, you know, you have to spend your entire day Sunday prepping for the week. I don't believe in that. I think that there are things that you can do in 15-minute increments and chunks throughout the weekend that work. And let me tell you, I work in the house during the week and I work out of the house on the weekends. So I have a part-time job on my weekends and I don't have as much time as I used to. So I'm going to be sharing you some tips of what I was doing when I didn't work out of the house on the weekends and how I've adapted it now that I do work out of the house on the weekends. When I was home on the weekends, it was a ton easier. (laughs) I was able to have more time to get things done. But now that my time is tighter, I don't know, I feel like I actually can get it done easier because I know, okay, Kara, you only have this much time and then you've got to get going. So you need to make sure you're setting yourself up for success so that you can enjoy the rest of your week, so that you're not feeling behind, and so that you actually are giving yourself some self-care. I know this seems like a crazy concept, but planning is actually a form of self-care. I know we think bubble baths and spa days, and those are great, but I always talk to my moms, I call my moms, but I always talk to my moms about three types of self-care, quiet time, me time, and planning time. And planning time are the things that you do for yourself that allow the rest of your week to be easier. And that is self-care. You're taking care of your future self. And this weekend prep, that's exactly what that is. So I want to start with saying that I do think in your seven-day period, you need to take a day off. I used to take Saturdays off uh, when I wasn't working part-time. Full disclaimer, I am not doing that now, and I can feel the difference. Um, I've been working seven days a week, and then coming off the Purpose Driven Mom Summit, it's just a lot of extra work on on top of it. It's the biggest project we do at the team all year, and so I know that I'm, I'm feeling a little bit burned out, and that partially is because 
I work now on Saturdays. So I either work 9 to 3 or 3 to 10 every Saturday. I work 2 to 7 on Sundays. Uh, And while it may only be about 10 plus to 15 hours a weekend, you know, jamming that in does mean that I don't get to take a day off from any of my jobs unless I choose to take a day during the week. So you might not have the luxury to say, okay, Saturdays are my day off, but I want you to pick one day during the week where you do have off. This week, for example, my son had to go to the doctors on Wednesday, so it actually forced me to slow down and have the morning off. Uh, I had to make myself do it because I said, all right, well, I got to take him to the doctor. I guess I'll just take the whole morning off instead of stressing out about what I had to fit in. And then I wound up taking the rest of the day off. I said, I'm not going to work today. I'm going to take care of my house. I'm going to do all of those things because otherwise... I'm going to burn it. And I want to recommend that you do the same. So when I wasn't working, I would take Saturdays, quote, off. Now, we're moms, right? We don't actually get a day off. But what that looked like for me was I only did the things I felt like doing. So if I felt inclined to do a pickup around my house or clean something or fold the laundry, sure, I did it. If I felt inclined to go to the grocery store, which I actually like to do, you know, then I would go do it. If I wanted to work on a hobby or a project or something in particular, I would get it done. But if it wasn't something I didn't feel like doing... I didn't do it. Like, I don't know what happened, but when I turned 30, I'm 35. Actually, so when I'm recording this, I'm 35. My birthday was last week when this comes out, so I'm now 36. And um, I will tell you, I just stopped doing things I don't want to (laughs) do. Like, I just, there's something about my time that's so precious that I'm not saying yes to just everything and anything. And so I used to take Saturdays and say, listen, obviously my kids have to eat. Like, I can't let my house become too big of a disaster. There are things that I do and routines that we keep to maintain our home. But otherwise, I took off. And the best part of Saturdays off was I used to take a Saturday nap. It was glorious. I would do it right when my son was napping in the middle of the day. My husband's home. So, you know, he could stay with my daughter. And I would take a one-hour, sometimes two-hour nap. And it was so phenomenal. And knowing that I had Saturday nap coming made the rest of the week just a little bit lighter. Because no matter what, I knew that I was going to get a break. I knew that I was going to take Saturday nap. This was amazing. And I really recommend if you don't have like even a 20-minute power nap in your week to try to get one in. I um, know that people sometimes they jam-pack their Saturdays. So I will tell you, us as, um, you know, the Harveys here, we are not jam-packed activity people. Uh, My stepson, he is closing out now basketball season. He's very good. So he plays on three different teams, his school team, a rec team, and a travel team. Winter is a very heavy season for us with his sports, and that's just a commitment we've decided to make. Otherwise, with my littles, they can pick one thing. Isaiah, my two-year-old, he doesn't do anything. I might sign him up for soccer or something. Well, I might not sign him up for anything yet. And Ariana, she does dance, but she's been interested in cheerleading. And so I said, all right, well, we found a summer cheer clinic. It's during the week, so it's not on the weekends. Um, I don't like to plan things on the weekends because of my work schedule. I would much rather actually do it during the week. So we could do it at night after nap. But I'm going to let her do summer cheer and not do dance this summer. And then in September, she will choose which one do you want to do. Um, We're not going to do both. So we don't jam-pack our weekends. Um, We actually are pretty introverted, my husband and myself. So we stay in a lot. And we're not always like, let's go find an activity and let's get out. Now, I do like to get out of the house once a, you know, once a day at least. But because I go to work, I don't feel as much of a need to do it. If you have more on your plate, if you have more activities, if it's so jam-packed that that you can't take Saturdays off or you're like, Kara, a nap. I want to do a couple things. One, I want to encourage you to pick a different day where maybe you have to go to work nine to five, but you take the night off and you decide on Fridays, we're not doing any sports or activities. We're just going to chill, right? Or Tuesday nights during the week are your chill night, whatever you decide. But I also want to give you permission to rest. We 
treat rest like it's something that has to be earned. Rest is a part of it. We always say like, well, if I get this, this, and this off, I'm you know, done on my to-do list, then I can take a nap. Then I deserve the nap. Well, no, actually, you need the rest to be able to do this, this, and this. Uh, so I want to encourage you to stop and slow down. It's one of the things that I'm working on personally this year, and you can do it too. We just have to stop feeling guilty about doing nothing. I know that sometimes for me, I am go, 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 literally from the minute my feet hit to the floor to the minute I go to bed, uh, unless I intentionally pause and take a rest. And sometimes I do. I'm like, all right, listen, we're going to do some Insta scroll for, you know, go into my Insta stories for 15 minutes. I put on a timer. I give myself 15 minutes and then I'm good. You know, and and I think it's important to do that without feeling guilty. That's something that was one of my words. My word of the year this year was aligned. And I made a chart. If you joined us in December for the year prep challenge, you can join. I do it every December where we uh, reflect on our year, create goals and make action plans. And so during it, we created a checklist of our word of the year and how we were going to show up for our word of the year. So mine is aligned. And I went through all the categories, family, money, health, business, personal, and spiritual. And I said, well, how will I show up aligned? Like, what would that look like? So for family, it would look aligned if we had date nights every month or more tech-free time. For my health, being aligned to what's important to me would be like more homemade options, right? And uh, cleaner products. Being aligned in my business might look like uh, doing more speaking opportunities and staying in my zone of genius instead of saying yes all the time. But for personal, I wrote down two things. Being aligned would be having more time with friends, and I've been really trying to intentionally just be a better friend this year and show up and have fun. I don't have a lot of fun. I joked about it in the club a couple days ago that I'm joyful and I'm happy, but like I'm a little serious and I don't have a lot of fun. I'm an Enneagram 3 and I find that I need to be a little transactional with my time. And so I'm trying to push myself out of my comfort zone. But um, the other thing I wrote down was daily downtime without the guilt. I already determined before the year started that I wanted to be a person who had daily downtime and didn't feel bad about it, okay? So we need to stop the glorification of busy and be intentional with our time instead. Whenever you ask someone how they are, what's the first thing they say? I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Okay, busy doesn't mean you're successful. Busy doesn't mean you're happy. Busy doesn't mean you're worthy. Busy just means you fill your schedule, right? So stop describing yourself as busy. Think of a different adjective and realize that it's not the fact that you have a busy schedule that makes you amazing. You're already amazing. And you don't need a busy schedule to know your worth. So um, I'm going to step up my soapbox a little bit on that and just remind you that it's okay to have some downtime and I recommend it. So I'm going to jump now into my routines, what it looks like to prep for the week. But again, quick disclaimer. These routines, a lot easier to do when I wasn't also working Saturdays and Sundays out of the home, right? If, as a mom who works two jobs, both in and out of the home, if I didn't have any routines, nothing would happen. If I didn't pre-plan when I was going to do my cleaning, my house would not get cleaned. If I didn't decide what we were going to have for dinner a month in advance, then I don't know what we would eat. Dinner would be stressful. And that's why I love routines so much. People think, oh, routines, they box you in. They make you um, feel like you have to just be so married to your time. No, routines give you freedom. I create routines in my life so when I I have to go to work for eight hours on the weekends, I'm not worried about how my home is going to run or I'm not stressed like, oh, now I have to come home after work and I still have to do this and this and this because other things flow. Your family falls into your routines. You create your routines. You make it work for you. But just know that you need to create routines so that you can have a life of freedom, all right? Before you get started with planning out and having your week get set up, 
I really want to recommend you have a conversation with your spouse. So this is some of the things I probably talk my husband's ear off all the time on, but I try to make sure at least on like Thursdays, we're checking in for the next week. Um, a lot of times, if I'm honest, this looks like to be a text message. We have become a little bit of passing ships. It's just kind of par for the course. Uh, it was really bad before when he was working um, two jobs. So my husband was unemployed for eight months about two years ago. And then he got a job and he was delivering the newspaper. So he was up at two o'clock in the morning. He would go deliver the newspaper, come home, pray, work out, go to – and then he, he then he finally got another job as a principal. He'd go to school, become a principal, come home. And then he was like falling asleep at the dinner table. So that's when I took the part-time job out of my house because I knew that I couldn't have him doing this. It wasn't safe. So now um, for I guess the past year, I had been working on the weekends, Saturdays and Sundays. I worked at Barnes & Noble. And then I also had been working 6 to 10 and um, like two nights a week. And it just became too much because it was hard enough for him to get home at 6. And then also with sports and events. And I wasn't seeing my husband. Um, this way on the weekends, you know, I have half the day with him. I have half the, half the time with him. So we get to talk and it fits better with our priorities. So one of the things that I do is I check in with him. Hey, what's going on with your work week? What's going on with the kids' sports? Particularly with Dean, my stepson. And he's with us every other week. So the weeks he's with us. Sports are all of it. Luckily, his school and my husband's job are right next to each other. They are about 40 minutes away from my house, though, which makes it that most nights the boys might not even come home till 10 p.m. Um, so it's just a busy season. But we have conversations about who needs to pick up the kids where. Um, we check in with our budget. What bills do we need to work around? Where's the extra money? Is there any extra money? Is it going towards debt? Are we investing in something? Like we do a budget little meeting. It's important to know like our schedules for the week because then like how many dinners am I making this week? Um, are we just doing leftovers a couple nights a week? All those things are important. So I recommend you start around Thursday and you have a conversation with your spouse and just kind of think, all right, this is what's going on this week. You sit maybe have like a family meeting with your kids if they're old enough. Hey, what's one thing you got going on this week? You, you start the conversation about uh, what are you looking forward to for next week. Now, this doesn't have to be done till maybe on Sunday, but I would recommend you talk to your spouse or any other stakeholders on Thursday. Now, we typically do Sunday planning, you know, to plan for the week. But in all honesty, I do my Sunday planning before we get on in the Purpose Driven Mom Club because I want to make sure it's done. Well, most days I do. I try really hard to do it on Fridays or Saturdays so that I can plan the next week. So if I need to get my mother's help or if I need to send out an email with questions for an interview for a podcast, I can do it. I'm not doing it Sunday night. Um, so I do mine a little bit earlier, but I do recommend that you talk to the babysitter, you talk to a relative, whoever, you know, you're needing or going to see, you know, like that's a great time on Thursday to check, text in friends. Hey, are we still meeting up for coffee next week? Or is this play date still on? So that when it comes to sitting down and doing the actual Sunday planning formula, you already know yes or no. Okay. Now, what are some things you can do in advance once you kind of had these basic conversations? First up, let's talk about food because like everybody's got to eat. Um, I used to spend Sundays just doing all my meal prep and it was too overwhelming for me. I didn't want to spend my entire Sunday in the kitchen and now I've gotten it down to like a really nice science. So I break down my meal prep. On Friday, I look at my meal plan and I make my shopping list. If I have to work Saturday morning, I might go to the grocery store on Friday night Otherwise, I go on Saturdays. Now, it's kind of a bummer because it's obviously busier on Saturdays, but I do try to make sure that um, I've planned it out. So typically, I'd say grocery list, menu plan, Friday, Saturday you shop, and Sunday you prep. This way, you're not having to go to the grocery store on Sunday and prep on Sunday and make your list on Sunday, or you're ready to go to the grocery store on Saturday and you haven't made a, a shopping list or a meal plan, you have no idea what you need to get. So here are a couple tips to make this easier. 
One is you want to have a pantry inventory. This is a new thing that I just started a couple months ago, and it's been taking me a little bit to get a system down because I just want to put my grocery groceries away right away. But it's important to have one. We have one that I've printed. I have it in a sheet protector and I use a dry erase marker. And I'm trying to encourage everyone else besides me to say, hey, if you eat the last of something, just like take the mark off. You know, you check how many we've got three boxes of mac and cheese or um, two packs of string cheese or whatever it is. You eat the last string cheese, you cross it off. There it is. Now I know when I go to go to grocery shopping, I don't need to what do we have? What am I looking for? I'm not overspending on food. I'm sticking on my grocery budget. I know exactly what I have. I didn't do this for a while. And one time, I guess it was January, I was decluttering my pantry out and we found like 10 cans of tuna fish. Now my husband will eat tuna fish for his salad for lunch a couple times a week, but I was into the routine of picking up a couple cans of tuna fish every time I went to the store. And I was like, why do we have so much tuna fish? Like, I don't like it. Like, what are we going to do about this? So I told him, I was like, you have to eat this every day. (laughs) I'm not buying any more tuna fish. And the poor man ate tuna fish every day for lunch for two weeks. And then we were done with the tuna fish. And now I know when I go to the store, hey, do we have any tuna? Oh, great. We have two cans. I don't need to pick any up for this week. Oh, we don't have any? I'll pick up two. All right. And the money adds up that way. So creating a pantry inventory is super smart. I wanted to pause the episode real quick to thank our sponsors, Minnow. Listen, as moms, we have a lot on our plate. And the one thing we don't want to have to do when our kids do get screen time is hover over them to make sure nothing is creeping in there that we don't want them to be watching. And that's why I love Minnow. I had heard about it for a while and I was excited to try it because even though we're trying to decrease our TV time, I know that the time they do spend in front of technology, I want it to be something that I can trust and something that I know will kind of fill them up. Minnow is an ad-free video streaming app and it's designed just for your kids and it has thousands of shows to teach them about Jesus. We have some of our favorites on there that we were watching on other streaming services. And now that I know they're in one place, well, I can cancel all those. Things like allegories or what's in the Bible and veggie tales are all on here. And some new favorites that we're just starting to find. As a mom who came to Christ later in her life, it is really reassuring to me to know that I have some resources to help my children learn more about God and supplement all of the stuff that we're already doing at home. You can feel safe letting your kids know that they can choose any show and you're not going to worry about what's going to pop up next and there's no commercials. You can go to GoMinnow, M-I-N-N-O, and use the coupon code PURPOSEDRIVEN and you'll get a seven-day free trial. You can start streaming anywhere, anytime, phone, tablet, TV, or computer. This is perfect for those days when I've got Ariana at dance and Isaiah is sitting there in the lobby and I'm trying to keep him entertained and don't want to plop him in front of other streaming services where you don't know what's going to happen next. When I use Minnow, I know that he's going to get something that's going to fill up his soul and not make me super nervous. With Minnow, kids discover God in stories that they love, and parents can find help and everyday encouragement to lead their family in faith, which I know is something I'm thrilled about. Minnow can help you focus on the things that matter, and you can experience the goodness of God together. Use the code PURPOSEDRIVEN to start your free trial today at gominnow.com. I also use a four to six week dinner meal plan. So I started doing this. I took a course with my friend Elisa at Meal Planning Blueprints. She has her capsule pantry and it talks about making more dinners with less ingredients. So one of the suggestions is to have a four to six week dinner meal plan. I love, love, love this concept. I love batching anything. And if I could batch my meal planning to save me time, I I would love it. I don't know what it is, but I struggle with dinner. I struggle with figuring out what we're going to eat all the time. It just feels like too much pressure on me. I never really learned how to cook. Home maintenance and taking care of my home, those are all things I'm learning as an adult. And so meal planning, I just... 
I don't know what people like. I feel like my family likes nothing that I make. So I started this four to six week dinner meal plan and it's been great because I sit down one time for like a half hour, 45 minutes, and I will plan out six weeks of what we're going to eat for dinner in advance. Now, I don't always want to eat everything that I've planned out. And so on my six week chart, I printed out, put it on the side of the fridge. I'll kind of have some codes there. So I'll put a little highlight box around it. If we don't eat it, if we eat something else that, I, you know, was already there, I might draw an arrow to show that we ate it or put an L for leftovers. When I get to the end of the six weeks and I'm ready to make the next one, I can look and see, okay, I noticed that, and this was actually something I noticed the other day. I noticed that I had like a couple salmon dishes planned out because we have salmon in the freezer. Like every week I think I had a salmon dish. And guess what? So far we've done this meal plan for five weeks and we've not made any of the salmon dishes. The salmon's still sitting in the freezer. So I had to ask myself like, okay, do we even like salmon? Yes. Why isn't the salmon getting cooked? Because I have to defrost it and I always forget to defrost it. The end, right? So I need to just make a new system with the salmon. And then remind myself, don't buy salmon anymore. Don't put salmon on the next meal plan because we're not eating it anyway. So I always can adjust. What I do is I look at my week and the first thing I do is I add in anything that happens that's special. So Wednesday nights we go to church, right? So I might write down church for Wednesdays because I have to be there at 6.30. Or Tuesday nights is dance. I know that I want a quick meal for us to get when we get home, like turkey sandwiches or just leftovers, you know, because we don't get home from dance till like 6.45, 7. We have to eat dinner. And then the kids go to bed. So, uh, you know, I know that Wednesday might be, okay, I know I want a crockpot thing on Wednesday because we're going to be out of the house. Saturdays and Sundays I work. You know, like all those things you write down. Then you might have some special event. Maybe you're going out to eat. Write it all down. And then I use the concept of theme nights that Elisa talks about where, you know, it's like slow cooker Sunday and meatless Monday, taco Tuesday. I have like 30 minute Wednesday or one pot Wednesday or whatever it is. So you identify themes and then I just go through from the top and I fill the entire thing in. Now I find this easier than doing a weekly meal plan because if I'm going through and filling in recipes and I do it in this order, stuff my family likes, stuff that I want to try to make, and then I might go to Pinterest for something else. So if it's slow cooker Sunday, for example, instead of making an entire week meal plan, I'll just start at the top and do four weeks and come up with four slow cooker meals. Like, all right, cool. We're going to have shredded buffalo chicken on week one and then we're going to have taco soup and then I'm going to make pork carnitas, and then I'm going to make another soup, right? So say there's four things. And then I can just repeat it because we ate it two weeks ago. Who remembers that we had taco soup two Sundays ago? Nobody. And so then you can kind of duplicate it a little bit. This way, it's filled and it's ready to go. You can shop in bulk. So if I know that I need diced tomatoes for a recipe and I'm at the store and they're on clearance or sale or something, I'll just pick up a cup of extra so I don't have to worry about it the next time. So this really helps, all right? So that's my meal planning system. I keep it pretty simple. And then on Saturdays, I go shopping. Now, I'm not someone who does grocery pickup and I don't do the ordering, but I'm about to start getting into it. A friend of mine, she actually drives for Shipped, which is a grocery pickup service. And I know that at Walmart, you can order them, go and sit. My Walmart doesn't have that right now. Um, and the reason I've never done it is because we do cash budgeting. And I've been kind of like weary. I don't want to use my card for it. I like taking the cash out for the groceries. I like spending it. Now, I don't use coupons really anymore because I just – I honestly only shop at Aldi. She was telling me for Shipped that she's done some comparisons and that if you use your cartwheel and if you use your red card at Target, if you buy like the Target brand, you really are getting close to the same price on almost everything that Aldi has, which I thought was very interesting because I thought Target was so much more expensive than Aldi. So I'm actually going to try it where instead of using cash, I'm going to get a gift card. So she said, well, why don't you just get a Target gift card and then you can add that to your shipped account. So that way when – 
it's payday. I can take, we take $220. That's our grocery budget for two weeks for the five of us. I might put $150 on a Target gift card and then the rest is cash. So I know this Target gift card is just for groceries and then the rest of it is going to be cash for like if I need to go to Aldi or another store and then I'll place my order on that and try it. Now, she told me that Ship does have, uh, I think it's $99 a year like delivery um, and she has a code for $49. I'm going to try to get a code for you guys um, and if I can, I'll make a nice little ad for you and I'll put it in the middle um, for Shipped or any of the other ones in your area. But I'm about to start using that because then I don't have to actually go to the store. Um, when I go to the store, my kids want to come with me. takes forever. Um, again, I don't mind. I like the grocery store. All of my parents work at grocery stores and always have my entire life. My dad is a grocery manager and my mom is a cashier at a grocery store and that's what they've done their whole life. So I've grown up at grocery stores. I really like it. I like bagging. I don't know. There's something about going I enjoy, but I also need to value my time more. So I do recommend if you have to go to the store on Saturdays, you're organized, you go in with your inventory. But if not, you try a delivery service like Shipt or Instacart or Walmart pickup or Target pickup or any of those to save you some time. When you get home on Saturday, I recommend you prep things like cutting fruits, washing your veggies. So I use the Thieves um, fruit and veggie soak. Um, and what I'll do is if I get like a thing of grapes or strawberries right away before they go in the fridge, I put them in, I put a little soak in, I, let, I clean them up. So this way they're clean, they're ready to go. I don't have to worry about it. Um, you separate out any meats. So this is where the meal plan comes in. If I know that I'm making a crock pot meal in two weeks and I bought this thing of chicken breast and I need to split it up, I can just like split it up right then and there and get it separated and ready to go. Um, and then on Sunday, I do a meal prep. So we eat more buffet style than anything else. So I make pretty much the same things on Sunday because we eat the same things for breakfast and lunch. So my husband actually, he preps his own lunch now. I used to prep it for him. Uh, and it was part of uh, my Sunday prep. But I kept catching him in the morning, like taking the lunch out and seasoning it differently. And I was like, you don't like the way I make your lunch, do you? And he was like, no. <laughs> so I was like, you just make it yourself then. And so now he just makes his own lunch um, because why do it twice? Um, but he eats the same thing, brown rice with some ground turkey and green beans every day and a salad. So his lunch is easy for him to prep. I then prep stuff for myself and the kids. So I make myself a frittata um, and I make myself some sweet potatoes. So I put the sweet potatoes in first because they take an hour so they can bake while everything else cooks, right? Then I get the frittata ready. I stick it in the oven with the sweet potatoes, just some spinach, some breakfast sausage, and some eggs. Boom, boom, boom. That's ready. And then while those two things are doing their oven work, that's when I'll prep things for the kids. So I absolutely adore my waffle maker. Isaiah eats a million and one waffles. I don't make a lot of stuff homemade, but I'm trying to make more and more. There are so many things you can make yourself, right? And so for breakfast, my kids tend to eat waffles, pancakes, or yogurt. And so I'll batch out either like a couple dozen waffles in the waffle maker, a couple dozen pancakes. Uh, I make one of those. Um, and then I'll go ahead and I'll grab like a muffin recipe of some sort. So then they have muffins for another option. So then I prep those two things. And that's pretty much all I'm prepping now. I look at my dinner menu and I think, great, is there anything I can prep in advance? Again, if it's a slow cooker meal, can I chop things up now? Um, if it's a sheet pan, like what can I put together now? Otherwise, I don't really worry too much about it. And then I check it at the end of the night. And that saves me a lot of time, especially even though I work from home. I need to make sure that my lunches are prepped, right? Um, and so I use these little bento box containers that I'll throw some Brussels sprouts. And I love Brussels. I don't know about anyone. I can eat Brussels sprouts like every single meal. I like, I will eat an entire bag. Those steam bags they have at the grocery store, I like roast one bag of those and eat the whole thing for lunch. I absolutely love Brussels sprouts. So I'll make the Brussels sprouts with a little bit of a side of some sort of meat or I'll make a salad. And I try to put them together so I can grab and go. 
lunch is hard for me to find time to eat during the week because when we come home from school, the kids, they get lunch and then they go play and then I do my clean, my kitchen cleanup and then sometimes I forget to eat lunch. So I try to make sure I have something I can just take out. Again, weekend prep saves you time during the week. Other things that I do is I clean. So here's a list of things I don't like. Cleaning, number one. <laughs> I do not like to clean. I can't stand it. We had a point in our life where we had some more disposable income, and so we did have cleaning people who came every three weeks, and it was amazing, uh, and I'm hoping to get back to that point again. I don't like to do it. I'm not very good at it. I don't do it very efficiently. My house isn't dirty. It's just not as clean as it could be, and I know that I could clean better. So I've had to come up with a one-room-a-day method because otherwise I get overwhelmed. I don't want to spend my whole weekend cleaning, and so I do one single room a day. I started habit stacking. Um, you can go back. I think it's episode four of the podcast where I talk about habit stacking, but I started habit stacking my cleaning routines. So this is where um, I started with one thing one week. And that first week, I was like, well, what's something I like to do? And that was the bedrooms um, because me and Ariana pick out her clothes and I'll talk about that in a second. So on Sundays, I started with the kids' bedroom. Week one, it was just the kids' bedroom. That's it. Nothing else got cleaned. Now things get picked up. We do 15-minute pickups frequently throughout my day and we've decluttered so we don't have a ton of stuff. So it's not too hard, but like, you know, actual cleaning, the dusting, the vacuuming you know, putting all the clothes away, uh, changing the bed sheets, all those things. So I made a list of Sunday and then that's all I worried about. I pat myself on the back. I went to the next week. So I started this about six to eight weeks ago. I would say six weeks ago, maybe. So then the next week I was like, I'm still doing Sundays, but I'm going to work backwards. So now I'm going to do something on Saturdays. So Saturdays I was like, I really need to do our dining room because the floor gets super sticky syrup and yogurt and kids and it needs to be swept and mopped. Now I'm sweeping again like throughout the week like every after every meal I do a quick sweep but like I only mop once a week and I should probably mop twice a week. Um, So uh, I was like all right cool we'll do the windows uh, because we have these big glass windows. We'll dust off the tables you know disinfect that sort of stuff. Uh, Sweep and mop in the dining room. Okay so I've got two. So then we move to the week three. Oh I think also in week two I added our bedrooms um, like me and my husband like our bedroom too um, while I had the vacuum upstairs. I figured I'll just do our bedroom too. So then the next week I added in the living room. This is still on Saturdays. So now on Saturdays I do the living room and I do the dining room and then on Sundays I do the bedrooms. And then I got good at that. Then the next week, I added in the playroom. So on Fridays, so now see I'm backing up. On Fridays, I do the playroom. Saturdays, the dining room, the living room. Sundays, the bedrooms. Then the week before that, and the week after that, I'm sorry, I add in the bedrooms. So now Thursday, or I'm sorry, the bathrooms. Thursdays are the bathrooms. Fridays are the playroom, so on and so forth. And then I was like, all right, well, I only want to do one bathroom. So I just did the downstairs bathroom. So that, now I moved it back where then on Wednesdays are the, is the kitchen, Tuesdays is the office, and I picked Monday for the upstairs bathroom. I picked that because I hate cleaning the upstairs bathroom. It never gets clean. It never gets clean, so it just takes forever to do um, unless I get a system going. And on Mondays, I'm the most inspired to do things. So I thought, let's do the room I hate the most on Mondays. And so I don't have to spend all of my weekend cleaning. I'm just doing my weekend cleaning, and then everyone helps. So I have a list of everything that gets done, have it in Trello, and then we say, great, it's Saturday, let's clean the dining room and the living room. We got to do windows, we got to put away shoes and coats that are, you know, not put away from like that mudroom little area we have. We've got to dust, we've got to sweep, we've got to mop, and then pick up anything else. Everyone has a job, go. So instead of taking mom all morning to do, it takes all of us 20 minutes to a half hour, Saturday cleaning is done, we can enjoy our day. 
I also have a laundry routine where I do laundry every day. I start it right away. First thing in the morning, it goes in. Right before I work out at 7, it goes in the dryer. And then I fold it midday. It just sits in the dryer <laughs> until about 4 o'clock. And then I'll fold it um, because in the mornings I'm working and then it's kid time. And then at 4 o'clock is when we do our daily cleaning. So I fold it then. That allows me to not do all the laundry on the weekends. Now, some people like a batch laundry system where you're doing all the laundry one time and getting it done. I tried that. I get really overwhelmed when there's like four loads of laundry that have to be folded and put away. But because in my head, I can justify anything for 15 minutes. To fold one load of my kids' laundry and put it away would take me less than 15 minutes if I just did it instead of wasting time complaining about the fact that it's going to take too long. And so I know that and that mentally works for you. If you if you like a batching system where you do everyone's laundry on the weekends, you can go for it. But I'm just going to tell you what works for me. Okay, here are some other things that we do over the weekend to set up for success. We pick out all of the kids' clothes in advance. I don't pick out mine, but I'm about to start using one of the um, – Perks from the VIP pass from the summit was from Karina Holden of Front Fighters, and she had a 365-day printable outfit capsule um, wardrobe. And so I'm starting to use that. So I, I'm going to start picking out my clothes, but the kids pick out their clothes. Uh, Isaiah is pretty easy, so I still pick out his clothes. But Ariana is really into her fashion, and she is in charge of what she wears. And so on Sundays, what we do the bedroom. We clean it all up. And this actually kind of happens at the same time. She sets out her outfits while – me and Zay start to like pick up the clothes and I change the sheets. So she makes six piles because on Sunday at church, she always wears a dress. She doesn't have to. Our church is like super casual, but she likes to wear a big puffy dress. So she makes six piles of underwear, six piles of shirts. I help her this way where I say like, this is the weather, short sleeve, long sleeve. She has six piles of pants and then she must wear a skirt. So six piles of skirts and then socks that are always mismatched because who knows where the other sock is ever. Her outfits, they never match. My daughter does not ever match. She beats to her own drum. I'm done fighting it. I just let her wear whatever she wants as long as it's seasonal in the weather. Uh, and if she has 300 patterns on and looks crazy, I don't care. And I let her do it. So she picks them out. She then hides them behind the chair because I do want to get one of those little like collapsible shelf things. You've seen those hanging shelves to put in the closet for her. But right now, Isaiah, my two-year-old, he's kind of a tornado. And so she has to hide them behind the rocking chair where he can't see them because otherwise he'll just rip up her piles. So that's where we're at right now. Um, so she takes them. I double check them. She puts them behind and then we're good. We used to fight every morning for like 10 minutes about what she was going to wear. It was a fight. Nope, you can't wear that. Nope, you also need a skirt. Nope, you can't wear short sleeves. I was over it. I didn't want to start my mornings this way. Um, and so Diana from the Decluttered Mom, another one of the speakers at the summit, she recommended this. I saw her do it with her kids, and I thought, okay, we're going to try this. So now it takes us 10 minutes, 15 minutes on Sundays, and it's done for the week, and she gets up. First thing she does is she gets dressed, and she already has her clothes. I don't have to help her. It creates her independence. We also pack up any book bags, make sure everything's cleaned out, make sure water bottles are filled for the week. We get the trash ready. Our trash day is on Monday. So all the trash is together and piled before so no one's rushing on Monday morning in case we wake up late. And then the last thing that I recommend you do is you make your weekly schedule. So the system that we use, um, and you can actually grab this checklist. It's at a apurposedrivermom.com slash weekly checklist. It's the one that I mentioned we use in the club where we go through. I talk to hubby. I make sure we're good for the week. And then I plan my week. And I have a couple episodes on this, so I'll cliff notes it now. Um, and we'll make sure that we link in the show notes over at a apurposedrivermom.com slash podcast 48 to the other episode. Um, we'll link to the one on habit stacking, and we'll make sure that the other one is linked on um, the weekend, the weekly planning system. 
I'm pretty sure I have a podcast on that. If not, I'll link to a blog post or a YouTube video I have on it as well. And one of the things we do is we start with what are the things you can't change, the appointments, the work hours, all that. Then you add in 15 minutes a day for your goal, 15 minutes a day for a routine, 15 minutes a day for your own growth and learning, and then you add the other things in. And by starting my week that way, I just feel really in control and not stressed out. And then I do that every night. I also like to pick an affirmation card to set my week and my tone. My business coach sent affirmation cards. And so that's been really fun. Uh, And I try to do that on Sundays to just set my week. The one that I have this week, it's sitting here, it says, you are not limited to who you think you are. And there's an entire like little story that he tells here. And it just reminds me like, no, I'm not. I'm amazing. (laughs) So I also want to recommend to do something for you. Make sure you're spending time on the weekends having fun. I like to, I don't really watch a lot of TV. I've been watching more lately, but I like to maybe watch an episode of The Office or read a fiction book or just spend some time resting and relaxing so that I'm recharged for my week. Monday through Friday is really go, go, go for me. And, you know, even though I'm working Saturdays and Sundays, it is a little bit more relaxed. Uh, Even though, like I said, I lose all those hours when I'm at work. Um, I try to give myself some space. So I hope that this system helped you. This is pretty much what I do every weekend to prep myself for an amazing weekday. If you want any of the links or the other podcast episodes and blog posts that I talked about, head to apurposedrivenmom.com slash podcast 48. We're going to have it all linked over there at the show notes. I would love to see what you do over the weekend. So if you use this weekly checklist or if you're doing your weekend prep, tag me over on Instagram at a purpose driven mom. I love seeing when you're taking tips from the show and using them in real life. Otherwise, have an amazing rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that you were able to get some tips to just parent with more intentionality. Make sure you head over to Facebook and join our private Facebook community group. Just search A Purpose Driven Mom and it'll come up. You can also go to apurposedrivenmom.com slash podcast and you will have access to every single podcast, all the show notes, all the links, all the freebies and all the goodies that I have for you. Thank you again for being a part of the community and I would love and appreciate it if you head over and gave a five-star rating and review. It allows us to find other purpose-driven moms, have an impact on them, and I would love to feature you as the reviewer of the week. Thanks again, and have an amazing day.